Hello, and welcome to our festive edition of Brew with Captain Stew. This time, prepare yourself as we talk turkey about Elon Musk's Starlink, the importance of connectivity, and what life is like for the men and women who are away at sea this Christmas. It all sounds very, um, very military to me. You know, the whole being away, do you engage with family or not? It's basically being on tour, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But unfortunately, well, fortunately for those that are on proper tour, they get recognition for it and, mm. and, and quite rightly. And so they should. But in the Merchant Navy, there is no recognition and people forget that. And, and that, Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the, the job of the military is obviously one that's geared towards conflict and, 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 and when they're when they're and so that's when they're really truly operational i suppose um the, the merchant navy is always operational it's never anything other than operational um it's there's never it's not doing sort of diplomatic tours or you know flying the flag in foreign places yeah. or anything like that it's, it's always on it's always on mission i think it's, it's probably the, the right way to describe it and i think Stu's right uh, you know at the moment they're getting recognition because supply chain is is, is such a mess Actually, I was told I, I don't know. I've got to go. They said that you should go do your do your shopping for for Christmas early, uh, because of the supply chain problems. And I thought that well, that's me out on the twenty third of December then. <laughs> I, I, going I, early. See, I, I don't believe that crap. I, I and and to be fair, now we're talking about Christmas at sea. I think I'd rather be at sea for Christmas than actually do it. The stress is. Yeah. We've we've uh, just had an email from your family, and they've said that they'd prefer you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I my favorite Christmas ashore. So I've been ashore now since 2003, and my favorite Christmas out of all of them that's the kids growing up. I mean, they're in the 20s now, and for me, was last year during COVID. It was, and it was locked down, and it was a proper lockdown, and it meant you went out to go and get your presents for your family. You went out and got your food for your family, and then the door was closed, and it was just your family, and there was nowhere you had to go. There was no stresses, and we got up, and we, we did all the traditional things, and it was by far my favorite Christmas. And next door, there was an 80-year-old man who was obviously locked down. He couldn't go to his extended family. And we invited him round and he came round at three o'clock on the dot to watch the Queen's speech. And then oh. he, he sat down and we thought that he may make it to five o'clock. And at midnight, we were opening about the fourth bottle of port with him. Um, so I liked it. That's how, that's to me is, is oh, and I bought, I, I bought a 30 foot Christmas tree as well that required scaffolding uh, to, to put the lights up as well. That to me is what Christmas should be. Not this unbelievable rat race running around, trying to, trying to appease and please people. I hate it. I absolutely hate every mortal minute that <laughs> as soon as you finish work to the moment you come back to work, you're trying to squeeze in unnecessarily uh, Christmas parties with people that you can go out with any time of the year and have a great time. Mm. And I just think it's crap and I, I don't like it. Um, maybe that comes from being at sea, but that one was really special for me. Really, really enjoyed it. I think you should think about dyeing that beard green. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah. That's not uh, a bad shout. That's not a bad shout. That's, that's sort of Christmas, right? Anyway. 
<laughs> when I um, my first trip as cadet, I was away at Christmas, but um, I saw in the stores we had a massive turkey, so I thought, oh well, this will be nice. Have a good meal. Um, we all sat down. The cook brought it out, and for some unknown reason, and maybe it was traditional where he was from, he deboned the entire turkey, so it looked like it had been run over. It was just the, the <laughs> most incredible flat. Thing of it, I still can't even. My mind struggles to comprehend. And I, the captain just looked at it and was like, "Happy effing Christmas!" <laughs> no, I, no, I. Do you know what I used to? I used to. I used to call that road accident chicken. Because because I can I can I can remember talking talking to a cook and saying I don't you know don't don't like the bones and he just so he got this got this bloody hammer and smacked this chicken <laughs> until it was like in in bits and then cooked it like that so, so you know not not a not a um and not, yeah uh, yeah and also sailed with a cook who'd who'd never sailed with British officers before and this is a UK top four and uh, he'd heard that 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 we we eat a lot of potatoes in in the UK. And so he had like chips, mash, boiled, <laughs> just like all on the all on the plate. Like here's your potatoes, you know, crack on. <laughs> but I I do remember it's easy. You said it looked like it'd been run over by a car. I can remember calling this like this is like a couple of decades road accident chicken because this yeah it's got no bones in it now but it's instead it's all these splinters and stuff which could bloody kill oh, you God. and then moving the food to one side and seeing something it's, oh it looks like a yorkshire pudding the gravy on it whatever oh it's a mince pie, <laughs> oh, <it's> a mince <laughs> pie. <laughs> no. so what's changed since we last spoke what have you been doing how are you coping how's the run up to christmas going what, what what has changed is uh, in the last month as I've, uh, I've adopted or I'm practicing his uh, breathing exercises as well, which mm. again, I thought was a, just a load of crap and I'm not for turning. And, I, and so it's been really, really good experiment to see if it works. And at the end of the night, and again, I blame being at sea, really bad sleep hygiene. I could operate on maybe three, four, five hours, many years of being ashore. Um, but I blame that on being at sea because you never had a proper sleep routine. Um, so they're saying that half of the problems are a decent sleep routine. Couldn't get to sleep, still wide awake, one, two o'clock in the morning. So one of the one of the benefits of breathing exercises is you can nod off quite quickly. A load of crap. Uh, so I started doing it, downloaded the app. And I, I have to say, I am converted. It is truly amazing what you can do. Holding it, series of breaths, hold your breath, series of breaths, hold your breath. And holding it for 30 seconds and now easily two and a half minutes. And then what? easily, it's on my app. Yeah, two and a half minutes, it's on my app. Yeah, very easy. Wow. And bang, gone to sleep. And you feel great. Nothing you in your mind. Just pass out. Well, <laughs> again, I, I, the, again, I, the science yeah. behind it, uh, and they say that I, I don't know what the, 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 the technical words are, but yeah, you are. You're hyperventilating to a certain point that you uh, adapt to it, and uh, yeah, you can hold your breath. He just and the put, puts a pair oh. of tights over his head, an orange in his mouth, and he's gone from the land of nod. <laughs> Yeah, if you did fight, if it went wrong and you found me, you know, it would be slightly odd. So that's what I've been doing. I've been and uh, been trying to do a little bit of uh, Tai Chi. Um, 
that's not as easy as I thought it would be. You seem to be falling over quite regularly. Do you do it in a public space, Stu? Ah, no, no, we're not, we're not, we're not, that, <laughs> we're not that good, Louise. No, it's uh, it's in a little room uh, with 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 my tight over my head and my orange in my mouth. And it's, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, I'm all for it. Um, I didn't think I'd be saying this live on air, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I I think everyone needs to start looking after their mental health. Um, I didn't believe in it at all. And uh, once you start cracking on down that road, you realise how pent up you are and how much crap's in your head. And it's only a processor. It's only, a, you know, it's a ZX Spectrum in my case. And um, it needs it needs turning on and turning off again. Mm. So it was good. And uh, yeah, but the big thing for me, the big news for me is I've connected my elderly parents to the Starlink internet service. Yay. Wow. I'm very excited about hearing about this because I was out in the garden a few weeks ago looking up at the night sky, trying to work out a constellation, always the plough, don't know any others apart from the plough. And then I saw all these stars moving in a row across the night sky. And I honestly thought I was seeing things. I honestly did not know what I was looking at. And it actually freaked me out a bit, but I, it was the Starlink. It was the Starlink satellite. It is, it is indeed. It is Unbelievable. Indeed. The man is a genius. That man is a genius. And he's a genius in my mother's eyes. They live deep, deep, deep in the countryside. And, right. and, and barbed wire was what they've lived on for, you know, no broadband out there. Uh, carrier pigeon and barbed wire. Um, they've been told many, many times that they will get connected and because it's so far down the line that it's just not economically viable and they they come up with excuses and they're getting oh you know they're in their 80s now which county are they in Stu whereabouts Staffordshire Derbyshire border they're in the Peak District they're in the Peak District Mm. and uh, obviously they're getting elderly but they're, they're quite they're quite IT literate, actually. So they, they do use the computer. Well, my dad uses Netflix and uh, Sky TV, but my mum, she likes the internet and it goes down. And now with COVID and um, ordering all their prescriptions online yeah. and everything, it becomes very frustrating. Um, and I've looked at all sorts of ways that I could improve their connectivity for years and it just never worked. Uh, a friend of mine, uh, he put his hand in the put his hand up about two or three years ago and he got a free one and uh, Elon was giving him away free what a clever man he's then connected as soon as he connected internet arrives in his house he lived in the Cotswold same problem and he obviously told me so I put my hand in and I was one of the first buyers but still at a very very low price I think like 250 pounds um that was a year before and he said look it'll arrive on the 31st of august and it arrived a year later on the 31st of august went up and i literally you know i'm not a diy guy and my dad is amazing so he'd contracted some sort of big um, aerial mast you know like some sort of russian cold war mast and we put we put we put the aerial on that put the cable into the house connected it to the router nothing it, it did everything itself and within seconds boop, 150 meg download wow instant wow talk about changing their lives 
I, I am actually genuinely interested in, is this what we're all going to end up having? Or is this just going to be a niche kind of for people who can't get BT broadband or whatever broadband through a fibre? And also, what's the commercial application? Who's using this? Where's it going? What's Elon's big plan for Starlink? There's got to be a good conspiracy around it for, for one. Yeah. Well, oh, oh, well look, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll talk about the technical. I'll talk about the advantages. I think we'll leave the conspiracy and the negativity to uh, Mr. Powell on uh, here. <laughs> I don't that. So for me, it's yeah, great parents. And I'm sure you're right. There's a market for the disconnected out there. And I think there's a wider community of disconnected people in in developing nations. And I think that's great that everyone should be. I think it, it, it is the 21st century's staple diet you must be connected and i think it's wrong i know we all talk about we like to have days off when we're disconnected but it, it's paramount everybody has an equal opportunity to that access but what about shipping what about shipping come on i'm i have a whatsapp channel with all my friends that are still at sea captains and chief engineers and it can be they, they complain that when they get onto our channel, there's six and a half thousand stupid videos and, and, and photos. But it's it's literally only been two or three days where they've been disconnected they, and, and they struggle to have social connection, social bandwidth on a ship. It's the 21st century. What the hell is going on? You're talking about Christmas and FOMO. You know, they don't actually struggle being away if they're connected. You know, mm. they, they have a different mental state that they feel like they've been part of the story. They haven't been part of the action and they can disconnect from being part of the story, uh, part of the action, as long as they're still part of the story. Because that's FOMO, isn't it? You're not knowing what's going on. Mm. But look at the digital. You know, we're talking about the digital revolution in shipping, yet we're still connected via monopoly uh, constellations a couple that are of very and a piece of string i think actually is the, the the in some cases that's what you really got in in shipping so i think shipping is going to get it's going to get swept up in this and benefit from this ambition of elon musk and others um to deliver worldwide connectivity by whatever means that they they do it and and shipping is going to benefit from that for sure uh, because it's just going to be a another remote location that's going to be connected to the web and and um, so in that sense, I think uh, you're, you're you're right. It will it will benefit shipping and the digital digitalization tremendously. Although it's interesting, I just um, there was something came up uh, the other day about ship owners being concerned about data sharing and uh, they they don't believe it's going to save the planet and uh, it needs to be done on a not for profit basis, which made me laugh my bloody head off. Mm -hmm. um, so these so the, the ship owners want to carry on operating on a for profit basis, but the 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 data sharing that nobody can make any money out of that and i think that's just i think if we were the first to the data party then i think okay you can have a discussion on what basis do you participate but when you're like the last of the data party it's like coming in and saying the rules of the party that you've been having for the last 10 years need to change because i don't like them and i just think that's a, just a nonsense and then and, and uh and that whole data environment is different but anyway, so that's a, that's part of what I've been up to. Not that anybody was really interested in hearing, because <laughs> you all want you all want to talk about Elon Musk. I, I think we should do. I think we should celebrate pioneers. I think that is what attracts me to him. His no bullshit uh, mentality. 
people didn't want to work for him when he had uh, he wanted to put rockets up there. So he started. He, he's a self-taught rocket scientist. He's an intelligent man, but you know that's a that's a career to start halfway through your life is a bit odd. I like it. We need more pioneers in the world instead of just staid, conservative, boring, rolling out the same political message, whether it's commercial or not. So I love him. I think I think more, more, more. We need more Elons um, because once you give them freedom, look what happens. Shit gets done. And and I'm I'm a little bit more enthusiastic than Mike is about. Oh, maybe there'll be a Starlink and maybe, yeah, it'll change a bit. You know, shipping will get swept up in it. I cannot believe how much it will change shipping forever, forever. You know, it, it's it is it is. <clears throat> until, astronomically going to change until the Russians throw another fifteen hundred bits of debris up there and um and 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 start knocking out satellites for fun by accident actually. Well, okay, that is that is something. Sorry, that, I'm just throwing know, that, and I'm just no, I, I don't want to rain on your parade. I'm just you uh, don't. It's not my parade. It's Elon's. I'm just the benefiter <laughs> of it, and he's not stupid. And people said there would be debris up there. And again, I'm not advertising Starlink, or I'm not advertising Elon. Yes, you are. <laughs> I'm not. I'm advertising creative thinking, and 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 I'm I'm endorsing people that don't bow to naysayers. And they yeah. said that there would be debris up there. Then he said, "Okay, we'll 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 maneuver around it." We'll put tracking devices on debris. We will have sonars on our satellites. I think no. I think that they, they, there's there's been experiments of debris capture and stuff, and I think that's that they, they'll solve that problem too. I'm sure. And again, talking about seafarers at Christmas again, and um, you know, uh, they're they're out there. Um, this new Omicron variant is a, a crew crisis, a crew exchange crisis that was already bad. Uh, was starting to get a little bit better and suddenly you've got a new variant and they start shutting all the travel corridors again yeah. so so that whole seafarer at christmas thing it's uh, it, you know they, they are still out there and it's and it hasn't got it hasn't you know it's not getting an awful lot better for them so um uh, in terms of getting home to family so the connectivity whether through starlink or other brands are available um is 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 really important that we connect with seafarers and and and, and actually you know the, the round the world challenge thing that 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 that, that, that we're engaged in uh, i think it, if nothing else if we promote that it shows that there are people out there who actually give a shit about what, whether those people on the ships i think that's important so, that's so if you're gonna to. if you're gonna give a seafarer a christmas gift <laughs> oh i've got a story about this so back in the day so, so people like to publish newsletters they'll send you a christmas card on the ship so when when we when we moved from being that that wonderful that that environment that Stu described with the queen on the wall and mm -hmm. and toasting her with ports and all that good stuff and then we went to uh kind of the the the, the seafaring changed and and we went to foreign flags we were flying under uh, international registry flags and all that kind of stuff and our employment changed too we weren't no, we were no longer employed by the owner we were employed by the owner's ship management or an agent of the agent so so i, I can remember a newsletter coming out um and it said it was like wallam ship management isle of man for and on behalf of strength shipping hong kong so this is one agent and another agent that was actually our, our employment contracts were with strength shipping in Hong Kong, wishes to pass on the following message at this time of year. 
and then there was some kind of Merry Christmas and Happy New Year or something like that on there. And I kind of I, I put a line through that. And so and then so it read. Wallen Ship Management, for on behalf of Strength Shipping Hong Kong, wish to pass on the following message. Bollocks to all our sea staff. <laughs> and that was what was on the notice board, because that is actually, that is actually what, we, what, 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 what they felt, uh, or at least I believe they felt at the time. And on, uh, honestly, I've laughed about that probably every year since I did it in 1987. Because <laughs> I still think... It's bollocks to all our sea staff, and I know there's a, there's a guy called Frank Coles who's he's quite vocal about this sort of stuff as well, and um, and and yeah, but but this I, I'm I'm hoping that the supply with this supply chain crisis and everything that the work that seafarers put in is more widely recognised as being important. They are important, and and that's that's you know that if that comes out of all of this mess, then yay, good. And it won't be bollocks to all our sea staff anymore. It'll be thank you for your service or whatever else is the most thanks to shipping or whatever else is most appropriate. So what was the Christmas present you were going to give them, Mike? What? The gift of laughter. The gift of laughter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I was I was I was all I was all, I was very much into motivational speaking back then. <laughs> and who said the spirit of Christmas was dead? From all the team at Brewers Stew, we wish you a very happy festive season and hope you enjoy some time off to relax, breathe deep and maybe even do some Tai Chi. Catch you next time.